0: Is the best of two pros and a of Joe with Lavar Errington, Brady Quinn and Jonas Knox on Fox Sports Radio.
1: The whole band is back together again. We welcome in Brady Quinn making his Fox Sports Radio debut in 2022. Hey, there he is, folks. There he is. Big time. You guys big time. this yesterday? Yeah. Like yeah. uh, you
2: know it was a big deal? Yeah. yeah I mean, big time. I just got shot up to space. Um, <laughs> you know, it's big time. Is Big Ben.
3: Yeah.
1: Just
2: not really last night, although they, they did get the win. They, <laughs> hey, they did get the win. I mean, ben
3: is big time in his career. Yeah, yards per right. completion. Uh, yeah,
1: I thought we're we'll uh, we're, we're skyrocketing that. last night. Um
2: that, that's that's Matt Canada's fault, dude. They, I'm telling you, they, everyone's like, Well, they need to replace Big Ben at some point. You also need to p- replace your O. C. All right, Stillers fans. Stillers. Um now Stillers.
1: And Now you uh being one of the uh and you've reveled in the idea of uh, you know, knocking them out of the playoffs or playing Well against them, uh, and you guys beating (sighs) Pittsburgh. Uh, When you watch him last night, and you see, I I can't away from that game. Going, all right, we're good here. Like he's he's never playing anywhere else. No. Um. Next week will be his last game, and and it's it's clear that this is it. Like, that, that was my big takeaway. I look at it and I go, this is more like a, you know, Drew Brees final game Eli. in New Orleans. It yeah, was, yeah. It, Eli, it, it was closer to
2: It was closer to Eli, I yeah. think. Because say what you want about Brees at the end of their career. They were actually going to the playoffs, yep. though. You know, they were making playoff runs. They had a team that could do it. So, and even, by the way, it, it never looks pretty in the end. Like, people tend to forget, like, yeah, Peyton won two. But that last season, he was there. He was banged up. He was injured. He didn't he wasn't doing a whole heck of a lot. It was that defense, the running game and him kind of, you know, being the general that he was. But it was a far cry from the Super Bowl he won over the Bears.
3: <laughs> there was a lot of air let out of that ball, I'll tell you that. <laughs> that he had a whole lot of floaters that last season. So you're right about it's, that.
2: It, it, but and even with Eli, you know, it got to a point where obviously the Giants weren't contending. They really haven't been for the past 5 years. And he was in a position where it was like his, his play just wasn't that good. Yeah. He had gotten to a point where it wasn't. I mean, that's what usually happens. Tom Brady's the outlier. Like, we, we compare these other quarterbacks who are Hall of Fame players and we compare them to Tom like it's going to work out the same way for them. It's not, dude. Like, it, this is, it's so rare. Like, I loved how when Tom hit into his like 40s, his low 40s, now he's in his mid 40s. People were like, oh, this is gonna be every quarterback moving on the future. No, it's not. The game is too violent. The game is still as fast and as as you know punishing as it's ever been. It's not gonna work out this way. Like what what Ben did being there for eighteen years, winning two Super Bowls, I mean that's that's what you dream of as a sports fan. It's really, really hard to do, but he was able to do it in one of the best organizations who continued to build and surround him with talent outside of drafting maybe a couple second, third-round quarterbacks that he wasn't happy about. uh, For the most part, they did everything to build to allow him to have success. So it's a Hall of Fame career. Um, You know, I grew up – he played at Finley High School in Ohio. And at Dublin Coffin, we scrimmaged Finley. We played Finley. Um, He was older than me. So I remember as a freshman going and seeing him. And you'll you'll never – I don't know how many of you guys know this, but – He was a receiver his entire career at Finley until his senior year because their head coach's son was the quarterback. And obviously, in (laughs) retrospect, people are like, what were you doing? And the funny response from his head coach is always like, well, the combination of my son to Ben at wide receiver was better than the combination of Ben to my son at wide receiver. So he's like we had to at some point like figure out how this is gonna work and in order for us to win, like that gave us the best chance to win at that point, based on our team, or at least that's what he says to defend <laughs> we could, himself.
3: We could touch on that in a in a different segment. <laughs> yeah. Daddy ball is always gonna exist, but oh. you know, the interesting thing about some of the things that you said, Brady, is I mean, you were number twenty two pick in the first round. I was a number two pick in the first round. How many playoff games did you play in? Yeah. You know what I mean? I played in two two playoff games. Like I, I two appearances, one as I was on injured reserve one year and one year I played two. And you know what year I went to the to to the playoffs and played in it? Year year 6. Yeah. Year 6. Never touched the playoffs one time my entire career all the way up until basically the end. So when you talk about having the opportunity to come in and inherit the type of team that Ben Roethlisberger inherited with the type of leadership that that was on that team. I mean – He'll tell you about Jerome Bettis. You know, guys like Plexico Burris were were getting getting a little older at the time well, when Finn got Wart, in there. Really, Heinz right? Wart, right? Well him and him and Plexico him and Plexico like, are really, really close. Like Plexico was actually in Pittsburgh yesterday for for the game. Um yeah, but I mean, just that amount of talent and leadership that you have, and then we won't even touch on the defensive side of the ball because that's just one of the best defenses. It's up there; it ranks up there with the best ever in the game. And you had the opportunity to step into that situation, and and the type of success that he had. Again, they said it. I think they said it best. There's no one that that represents Heinz Field. Is as much and embodies what Hines Field and what Pittsburgh embodies as much as Ben Roethlisberger, and and the whole idea of the recency effect, the the conversations of what he looks like now versus what he looked like when he got into the league, and you know he was a human battering ram. Is the funny the the one the one video the viral video that went out of him in warmups and. The one quarterback was doing the shuffle from the bags and stuff like that. And then Ben just gets hit by the bags and he's just taking the bags and then he throws <laughs> and, and it went viral. But that was really what Ben built his reputation on is extending plays, guys bouncing off of him, him being able to deliver the ball, even in duress. And, and that was how he handled things. I mean, his reputation um, at times took hits. Out of, you know, what some would say just being young and immature and just growing and learning and being a superstar in, in, in a football city, but he turned everything seemingly into what was a win for not only his own career, but for that city. And and there's not very many pros that get to go out on those type of terms. Well, like right. even
1: even to Brady's point, it doesn't end like this. Even John Elway, everybody points to John Elway going, man, he won. He went out winning a Super Bowl. Yeah, that's true. He also missed multiple games that year because he was banged up. His body was – he was finished. The, the, the Tom Brady is rarefied air that we're never going to see again. As for Roethlisberger, I mean, look, I I, I just – I don't know why he would – I can understand if he still got the itch to want to – like last night, just told me, man, like it's over. Like yeah, th- but don't mess
3: it up, right? Like, the uniqueness right. of what he represents, as I think that this is the whole point of this conversation, is him being a Pittsburgh. Yeah, Steeler. I don't
1: want to see him anywhere else. I have no desire to see him anywhere else. Tom Brady, I was fascinated to see, hey, how would this look? I have no
3: interest in seeing
1: Ben Roethlisberger play
3: anywhere else. There was else in no Pittsburgh. discord, right? There was no like controversy between Ben Roethlisberger and Mike Tomlin you know you look at the situation it it became a little interesting between Brady and and Belichick and and you felt like at some point it's like man maybe it's healthy for them to not be around each other at this point so uh, you know and we talk about Peyton, Peyton went to a different team Even, even Joe Montana went to a different team guys go to different teams It's just something to be said about if you've embraced a city, you've embodied what a city represents. The city embraces you, and you guys have that type of relationship. I think it would be selfish to actually even go to another team and risk. You're not going to lose what you represented, but it does take a little bit of the shine off of what you represented being that leader for that team for all those years.
2: No doubt about it. I, th- I think the thing about Ben that stands out to me is, you know, just the way he kind of grew and evolved over his career. You know, he, we talk about what he inherited. And, and, and you and I are talking about playoff games. Like, yeah, I was a part of two. That was it, man. Like one mm-hmm. year, fifth year into it. And that's it. And so, you know, you talk about what he inherited as a franchise. And, it, and they didn't put it all on his shoulders initially. He just needed to make plays when he had to. And he did. And it was the second Super Bowl. Really, it was really him. It was, you know, mm-hmm. arguably the greatest play, the greatest single play throw and catch you will find in a Super Bowl, because that was to win it. And how he fit that ball in there amongst it seemed like four Arizona Cardinals defenders, and Santonio Holmes catching it and then being able to keep both feet in bounds, that sort of body control, and possess the football was incredible. I mean, that'll never be forgotten and what he was able to represent in Pittsburgh for a long period of time. This is a, this is a, an organization that, you know, ha, how many as Mike Tomlin had a losing season?
1: No, no. No.
2: I mean, think about that. Like as much as you want to say, like, that's a credit to Mike Tomlin, it's also a credit to Ben Roethlisberger. I mean, that's been his quarterback throughout the entire thing for him. So it, it's, it's, it's been an incredible career considering how he's developed over that period of time with all the change that Pittsburgh's had. I mean, well we can joke about Antonio Brown the reality is like think about how long that team dealt with that whatever was going on behind the scenes there well, I mean, I mean if we that saw, might be that might be hall of fame worthy, by the way. Yeah,
1: and I, and I think uh, there was there was a report out after Antonio Brown left Pittsburgh, and somebody was saying you have no idea how bad it was behind the scenes with him. Like, like right. you have, we, we have no clue just based. Like we've seen it all, and now of course we've seen uh, that. But yeah, I just look if if that's the way he's going to go out, then he goes out getting a win over Cleveland, and so well, they, he's only lost my, three my times. My point was
2: going to be this, by the way. He, he embodies Pittsburgh. Yeah like there's not many quarterbacks who get drafted to the place where they go play that embody with the way they play, their style of play, like what that city is all about. And and that's what he's been, that's what he's done. Like that tough style of play, uh it, you know, sometimes it was backyard football especially early on. And but it was a it was a lot of like him making plays, him making, you know, games that looked ugly and, and finding a way to make them look pretty in the end with a win. Like he embodied that. And and that's one of those things that it's just it's so rare to find a player
0: that's going to be able to
2: represent that for a city like Pittsburgh.
0: Be sure to catch live editions of Two Pros and a Cup of Joe with Brady Quinn, Lavar Arrington, and Jonas Knox weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app.
1: The uh, Antonio Brown saga, and uh, that was a uh, that was a wild one. We were all texting each other uh, going, wait, did he actually leave the field? Uh, and then uh, Brady threw out the, uh, yeah, uh, security thought it was a fan, and I thought you were joking. Oh no, it turns out that was actually true. Like Security did think it was a fan that just uh, ran out onto the field, so the whole thing was bizarre. Uh, but Antonio Brown and the saga surrounding it uh, continues. Uh, and um, Bruce Sarians, the head coach of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, of course, was asked about it by the media yesterday. Uh, here was the back and forth.
2: Can you fire a player if he won't go because he's injured? I don't know that he was. Did he did he say that he was or was there a dispute no. about that? No. He just refused to go in or can you tell us more about it?
0: Not really. I mean, it, what
2: happened is pretty obvious what happened. So, uh, you know, he left the field and that was it we had a conversation and he left the field, yeah.
1: So that was uh, Bruce Aaron just talking about the injury aspect because there is that side of the equation that's come out now that uh, Antonio Brown was injured. Of course Ian Rappaport reported that yesterday morning. Uh, so now we're hearing uh, that injury would have been a, a cause for Antonio Brown not wanting to go back into a game uh, even though he ran off the field and was at a basketball game on Monday night. But never mind all that Brady Quinn. Uh, A.B. back in the news yet again. Fun stuff.
2: I, I think the, the thing that you would be concerned by if you're the team is trying to release him which they haven't yet not officially maybe as far as the press conferences go and and everything else but they haven't officially released him Um, the problem is is if there is some sort of disagreement on the sidelines that has to do with him not being 100% healthy he's had an ankle injury I believe he missed practice both Thursday and Friday of that week of the game you know, obviously, then the team's in a bit of a rough spot. That still doesn't change what he did and taking off his shoulder pads and arguing with guys on the sidelines and just bouncing and the way he left the game. So I, I think the Tampa Bay Bucks were trying to wait and see if the NFL was going to do anything, you know, as far as suspending him for his actions. It doesn't appear the NFL is going to do a thing about it. And so now this really falls on the Tampa Bay Bucks and what they want to do, and if they fine him or even suspend him, right? When you get suspended, it's suspended without pay in the NFL. He's going to file a grievance, and all whatever was said on the sidelines is going to come to light, it's going to be a, a he said, he said thing, and I would imagine there'll either be a settlement, you know, or he might even end up having his way, where he gets back whatever money would at least be owed to him for the remainder of the season. Now, I tend to think that this had more to do with the fact that in that game at the time of his departure, he, I don't know if he was within the top five targeted receivers, including tight ends. Gronk was the most targeted at that point. And he had incentives before that game for receptions and yards and touchdowns, all of which accumulated to a million dollars if he was in the final two games to hit those numbers, which he didn't. And when you hear Tom Brady talk about it and just knowing the background of, of Antonio Brown – I got to be honest with you, dude, he could be in some serious stuff off the field in some serious trouble where like he might need that money. He might need those incentives. There might be some other things going on. I I know we've talked about, you know, being delicate with with the mental side of things. And and that's true. But there's also an element of like he might be in trouble and there might be another reason for him acting out or, or needing money for a certain reason. Um, you know based on how he likes to live his life I mean that that's real like that that's a real concern
3: you know I spoke my piece on it yesterday and there have been a lot of people being very judgmental one way or the other right it's the judgment of don't don't come at this guy this way he needs an intervention or he needs help there's it's mental health is all those things and you have people on the other side of it where it would appear that he's being piled on like oh he shouldn't have done it and this that and the other and uh, again I I hold true to what I said yesterday I thought it was selfish I thought it was was a narcissistic uh action I I, I, I did not I if I had any respect I lost it as it applies to him. I could care less about people saying that, you know, that's that's you know, you're off on that. No, I don't think I'm off. I wouldn't want a teammate like that. And and everybody's talking about, well, you know, if you hear you know, hearing Brady say, well, we need to, you know, help him as much as we can and this, that and the other. No, you don't. No, you don't. You hope that that he wants to do whatever it is he needs to do in his personal life to to rid himself or help himself of how he handles things, but make no mistake about it, that is a pattern of of behavior that that he has clearly gotten comfortable enough to to execute that way. Tantrum, tantrum, <laughs> tantrum syndrome, <laughs> like that. He throws temper tantrums. I, I I I have I have a few family members like this. They'll, they'll, throw, they'll throw temper tantrums and they'll say some of the worst things that they could ever say to you, and then they'll circle back around and they'll apologize. That's how they handle things. I'm going to act out of my emotions right now, and then I'm going to – I'll come back, at, if anything, I'll come back and I'll apologize for it. I ain't really mean that, whatever it may be. When I look at this A-B situation, if you're a doctor – I, you know, I don't even care if you're a doctor, because e- even if you're a doctor, if you're not examining Antonio Brown, can we please stop with CTE? Can we please stop with, with saying, you know, clinically diagnosing Antonio Brown for his mental health issues? Can we can we stop there? It's the for easy go to, you know, because because for what it's worth, for what it's worth, I think it's it's BS to do it. And here's the reason why. There are. Fifty three. I guess it's more now. It's a few more now, but fifty plus rosters, man, rosters around the league. Thirty two teams. All right. I can remember. First name that comes off to my mind is the Belcher, young fella, that that took his own life and, and played for Kansas City, I believe, at the time. Brady's teammate. Okay. Yeah. Mental health has ways of showing you how bad it really is. And, 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 and in these scenarios, there are people that truly, truly, truly are crying out for help. And you know what? Those are the issues that, that you pay attention to. To put what Antonio Brown's behavior was on that sideline in the realm of saying you can't criticize him, you shouldn't be able – those coaches don't care about him, the team didn't care about him, they left him out there the way that they did, is that you're a loser. You're, you're In your life, you're probably a loser. You're probably an excuse maker for everything that happens in your life. And you need to take a good look at yourself. Because for all these other players that are having to deal with whatever their everyday situations are, I can guarantee you, if A.B. is in the situation you think he may be in, Brady, in terms of he needs that money, I can guarantee you there is a very large percentage of guys that are playing in the league that need the money that they're going to get and probably don't even have enough. And and people may say, well, how is that? Well, because they probably spent it. Right. They probably spent their money. There are a lot of people are dealing with mental issues in terms of baby mamas. Baby mamas are undefeated. I haven't seen I haven't seen one lose yet. All right, when you look at when you look at injuries, injuries are undefeated. I haven't seen somebody beat it yet. So when you're talking about all of the things that you know, guys need support for. Do you know how many guys out there need support? And so for all you people that are pinpointing Antonio Brown to say he needs help, he needs assistance, it's mental health, it's CTE, it's it's this, it's that, and it's the other, name me somebody else who needs it. Name me somebody else. Give me a name right off the top of your head. You're sitting somewhere in your car. You're sitting somewhere listening to this. You'll, see, you'll hear this. Name somebody else right now in the National Football League that you believe needs the same assistance. And I can guarantee you, you probably can't come up with a name because it only matters to you when it matters to you. And that's the bottom line. And in this moment to try to justify what his actions were is not I I do not I do not subscribe to it. I don't buy it. And 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 I don't I don't feel any type of way about having that opinion towards it. It's not piling on. Think about all the other teammates on the sideline and what they may be dealing with. And, and what, what's going on in their personal life. But they, they choose to have enough control and restraint in how they handle things in their lives that you as the public don't become a part of it. When somebody makes their business public business and you become a part of it, public opinion is always going to be attached and associated to what's taking place. So in this situation here, maybe he does need mental help. Maybe he does need an intervention. But to say that he is void or he is not culpable for what he did, wrong. To say that that you can't criticize him for what his actions were on the sideline, wrong. For you to say that Bruce Arians in some way is culpable for this, wrong. I could keep going down the list of things that you're wrong about as it applies to this scenario. You had a job to do. Do your job. You don't know enough about talking about mental health to sit there and say that this is exactly what it is or it's CTE and they should have been been, uh, more supportive of him and handled it differently. Wrong. Wrong, wrong, and wrong. Nobody knows whether
1: or not he's got CTE. Uh, Nobody knows whether or not he's got serious mental issues. Here's all I know. Uh, He quit on the Steelers. During the season, uh, he had another meltdown, uh, no pun intended with the cryotherapy chamber uh, with the Raiders and then quit on them. Uh, then he gets to New England and he butchered that with off the field stuff and then he got to Tampa Bay and he quit on them in the middle of the game and threw his equipment into the crowd and For a guy who needs all this mental help, I mean he sure figured out a way to to link up his rap song right after the game was over yeah, and get on posts, social media two. and and hang out like I just at, at some point. Like, it, it, you, can, you can have the discussion about mental health, or you can have the real discussion in which we know the facts, and the facts are the guy's quit on his team multiple times and shown you it's him over team every single time and every single step of the way. Sorry. Don't what feel was bad. Was he in New
2: England for, like, 30 days? Was it even that? Uh, I don't even know if it was that. Because all that stuff came out. Well, no, 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 no. I, I get that. But I'm just I'm just saying, like, I would think that we'd use Bill Belichick as the standard. That, like, that was his shortest stint. Maybe people should have kind of keyed in on that. And obviously he kept things under wraps for a year, at least in Tampa, before things got out of control. But the reality is, I mean, what, there's smoke, there's fire. I mean, there's not – this isn't smoke anymore. This is like billowing flames, all right? This is like a burning building. And, again, I'm not going to try to diagnose or or figure out what's going on. (laughs) Right. But the reality is, is – Tampa should have known what they were getting themselves into. I think they did probably with all the stuff that at least was going on behind the scenes during this season. Because whether it's the ankle injury or whatever – I mean, because here's here's the hard part about the ankle injury. Can you you use the ankle injury and say that's legitimate? I mean, first it was the cryo-frozen feet, the helmet. Like, there's so many things throughout the course of time – that we've heard from him, and I don't know what you can believe in any of it. Like, when it came down to it with the Raiders, it just seemed like he didn't want to be there. It wasn't about an injury or his feet or a helmet. He didn't want to be there. I mean, it it literally has gotten to a point where I don't know that you can trust whatever is said about him from an ankle injury to anything else because there's always more to the story. This is a burning building. This isn't where there's smoke, there's flames. This thing's already on fire, it's just a matter of when this thing is going to burn down, and I, I think we're to that point. We,
3: we've seen the video a lot. Yeah. We've seen it. Yes. If You have an injured ankle. I mean, last I checked, when, when I've injured my ankle to the point of where they can't tape it up and I can't go back into the game, I'm limping. Like, let's be clear here. He wasn't I'm, taped I'm at all, was he? Not taped. And not that I, and not not that what, I saw. And not limping. Was jogging. To, to, in his mind, in, in Antonio Brown world, to the, the cheers and the love of who Antonio Brown is as he left as, as he was leaving stage. He was jogging off of the field, waving goodbye. So so again, let's be clear here. If it's an injury situation and your ankle is so sore. That you can't, you know, isn't it it, Terrell Owens, it's funny because he came up as as a comparison to who's the bigger diva. Didn't Terrell Owens play in the game with a broken ankle? Yeah, and was awesome. If your ankle is so sore, and I don't gauge anybody's pain thresholds, all right? I'm not doing that. But I'm saying if your ankle is so sore that you can't go back into the game, and that's the reasoning that you're using, do you really jog off the field? Do you trot off of the field? Do you really trot off of the field? Like, just take that simple piece of information. Because I know me, if if my ankle is so sore that I can't go back into a game due to injury, that's injury. That's not you're hurting. That's not you're in pain. That's an injury. If you can't go back on the field, then how are you jogging your ass off of it? and also
1: if he was injured wouldn't a trainer have been over there talking with him at some point on the sidelines like hey man you can't go in the game what's going on how can i help instead it was mike evans trying to get him to stop taking off his shoulder pads tom brady to try and get him engaged again oj howard so on and so forth it just he's full of crap i mean let's just call it what it is he's full of crap uh, people can can get hung up on on the mental side of it and have that discussion all they want all, all we know is the guy bailed on his team mid-game i I mean, just and by the way, is he uh, is he still roommates with Tom Brady? I mean, uh, how's that going? You think are they still are they still rooming together? Know who's staying in uh, Tom Brady's house? Is he gonna is is the rent check gonna arrive or is he gonna burn him like he did those cooks? I mean, uh, the his
2: pad's probably so big. I don't I don't know that he knows whether Antonio Brown's there or not.
3: That's a good point. You know? Yeah,
2: no, it's a really still good point. Be in
3: New York. That look. This is all. He was sub, there last this night. Is, this is all subduged by 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 God dang uh, by Antonio Brown. He wants he whatever it is he chose in in that moment. Why we hit the dump button? I said, gosh darn? Well, you hit the dump <laughs> button for uh, come on, wake up back there. Wow, hey, first hey, first hey, look, dump of look, the year, LeVar Arrington. Oh, please, everybody. I didn't say right. yeah. I didn't I say anything. more, You're way more than that. Yeah. maybe yeah. maybe AB <laughs> is the name, that, and maybe we need to dump every time we say AB. <laughs> uh, you know the, the the but to to think about the last two tweets on his timeline are promoting his new song the last two tweets are promoting his song so he's trying you know and somebody said it they said it best and i i think this is this is what it is right he did something knowing something to get the results that he wanted. He has not only the entire sports world talking about him, he has the entire media world talking about him. He is the biggest story, one of the biggest stories in media, even on Tuesday, Tuesday morning. Yeah, well played. Well, uh,
2: well played. I was going to say this is what this is. He's got to transition into a new career. His new career is going to be just being what we saw leaving the field with the Jets. It's going to be a former professional athlete who's got a big social media following and everyone's going to watch to see what he does next. So every reality TV show is going to get ready to have to deal with this. Like th- that's that's what's going to be cast in, I promise you. He's going to end up on some reality TV show because people are going to be fascinated to watch him. There's going to be the social media following element too where they'll think that will impact ratings. And that's how he's going to continue to keep deriving an income. Because at this point, like, what's he going to do? Like, like what's he going to do for a job in all, in all seriousness? And you might say, well, he's made enough money, he should be fine. And, and I keep stressing to people, you don't understand the spending habits of professional athletes. You know, what is it, 70% of them are broke within two years of, of, their, of their final days playing? I mean, that's not like, an, you know, some made-up stat. It's out there that's real
3: he did dancing with the stars like he's already well, that's been one in, reality TV he's, still he's and, that
2: ain't the ones i'm talking about oh, i'm talking about the other stuff that's out there oh i yeah. get
3: it i get it but what i'm saying is is he has he has been mentally strong enough to actually achieve getting on yeah. big big shows like dancing with the stars yeah you know it's uh it's the
1: whole Go thing. figure it's, yeah dominate the competition. Listen to I Want Your Flex with Mike Harmon and me, Dan Byer on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts and wherever you get your podcasts. Do you think that Spencer Rattler is somewhere in Columbia, South Carolina, hanging out Getting ready to be a member of the South Carolina Gamecocks who won the Duke's Mayo Bowl just a few days ago when he sees that the guy who replaced him in Oklahoma, Caleb Williams, has now entered the transfer portal and Spencer Rattler's is looking around going, what the F, man? I, I could have I just stayed at Norman. I could have just stayed at Oklahoma. But here we are, Brady, another big name in the transfer portal. And this time it's Caleb Williams, who looked like a rock star at times during his freshman season. What the
2: hell's going this, on here? This is the type of scenario where it doesn't get talked about enough. Because we tend to talk about the transfer portal. We talk about where these kids are moving and all that. How often does it really work out where it's a home run? I mean, 10% of the time?
1: Maybe and, yeah. and,
2: and and maybe and I think I think that's the question. But you know the funny thing about Spencer rather is I'm sure there's a portion of him that was like if I would have stayed, I would have gotten Jeff Levy who's coming in as their offensive coordinator. He's one of the better college offensive minds. They'll continue to put up a ton of stats, have a ton of offensive production. Um, he showcased that. He, he was with uh, Lane Kiffin at Old Miss, but there's a thought now that he wasn't going to be the guy anyway. Because Dylan Gabriel, who was also in the transfer portal, who was about ready to enroll to go to classes at UCLA, upon hearing the news of Caleb Williams being in the transfer portal, never never enrolled, never went. And he's now looked at as the next quarterback at Oklahoma, given that Jeff Lebby and Dylan Gabriel spent time at UCF. So I think Spencer Rattler probably realizes, like, hey, look, this fan base is going to be excited for him. He's got his tight end, Austin Stogner, there too. And, and it's probably a good opportunity for them moving forward, being a fresh start, new place for him. But it doesn't change the fact of what's happening in college football. Because Caleb Williams is rumored to, well, everyone connects him to USC because of Lincoln Riley. I mean, heck, UCLA now has supposedly been talking to him, which he'd fit great in Chip Kelly's system. I mean, probably, if, I mean, not that he couldn't Lincoln Riley's, but, I mean, either system, I think he'd be a good fit for what they, both coaches can do. But what you're seeing right now is a bidding war. Caleb Williams is in the portal because he wants to see who's going to give him the most money and NIL money that they can have. And one of the things that... Great take. It's not supposed to happen because the universities aren't supposed to facilitate these deals. But the, depending on the state law... They actually can. So that's where we're getting to a point in college football where we already know the NCAA is not going to do anything about this. The Power Five and the Group of Five and or the Group of Five, they need to break away from the NCAA. I mean, we're getting to a point where this is going to only further push their narrative for almost creating a commissioner over all of it or a president over all of the Power Five or the Power Five and Group of Five as to how they should operate moving forward because it, it's, it's getting – I mean, you almost have a better free agency for college student-athletes than you do for the NFL players. If you're an NFL player and you're in free agency, you're agreeing to, in most cases, two-, three-, four-year deals. You get some guys who sign one-year deals. But that's all they're signing in college.
3: One-year deals.
2: They do these NILs, and they can literally take that deal and parlay it into something else the following year if they want. I mean so it's 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 like the wild wild west right now in college football and there needs to be some oversight or government at some point.
3: I mean and the the money that's coming from the the university there, only money is the scholarship <laughs> cuz they're going to find a local a local car dealer or uh a, a, another company that that supports oh, yeah. the the program car that's dealers pay love
2: you. spending money oh, they <laughs> love it <God> <laughs> they <laughs> love it I, every by the way every guy i know that owns a car dealer they're rich as hell and i'm always like i mean i get it you got a bunch of hard assets sitting on your lot and you can leverage that you can move them around but those dudes love spending money they do
3: and they love spending it on sports oh you yeah. know and that's that's uh you, listen and not only that, but with, with gambling becoming more and more prevalent and prominent as well, more accepted, it's it's just the landscape has changed dramatically. I think that is an amazing take you just had in terms of it being free. The portal represents free agency now with that whole NIL setup. So, So it's just never going to go back to how it was.
1: It's no. It. It's over. You are yeah. not
2: putting this toothpaste back in the bottle. And, and the crazy thing about Caleb Williams is, I mean, you hear that Georgia is putting in bids for I mean, that's what it is, bids, literally bids. Like, hey, here's what we can do for you, NIL. Uh, Here's what UCLA or USC can do. I mean, that's what it's really going to come down to. I I do wonder how powerful or strong the relationship is with Lincoln Riley and Caleb Williams, if that ultimately wins over if all things are equal or if he's just going to let the money talk. And that's where he's going to win. So
1: if you're one of these coaches, like a Kirby Smart, do you contact somebody local in Athens and just say, you know, Athens, uh, you know, wine and brewery. Hey, uh, no, how no, much no. you give me? They, already, like, how's this they, work? Already, they already have it. Already, oh, yeah, it's, it's it's right. That's so it's great. great. It's the there. boosters
2: who are already supporting Good
1: the Good Christ.
0: Yeah. <laughs> this is just uh, a wild time. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com.